everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. 2021 is off to a great start because we just recorded the first 15 minutes of this episode only to realize that I was not recording. So, yeah. It was good, too. Professional. I don't know if we can replace what we just lost, but... No, it was gold. This is going to be better, though, because we're always better the second time we record something. We really should do it every time, dress rehearsal, and then <laughs> real record. That's we true. Just, we don't have that kind of time because of no. busy. Yeah. This, this episode is 10 minutes to sunset. We're going to get into why, because we're not entirely I sure. I certainly hope we're going to get into why, because I was counting on you, and I have a feeling that you're going to let me down. Why are you going to let me down? Why don't you know? Why why, why should you assume that I will let you down? No, no. Why? I'm not. I assumed that you would know. I really did. I was like, I'm not going to worry about it too much because Kimberly's going to have picked up on it. I feel like I missed it. I feel like Keith said it and maybe I missed it. I think it's maybe around the time the murder was. There's another point where Sunset's involved, but I don't think that that is, has to do with it. But there's a whole nother subplot that has to do with Sunset. But it has nothing to do with 10 minutes to sunset. It's a photo of sunset. Is this a code? Is this like an FBI code? Charlie, Charlie, we've got 10 minutes to sunset coming in strong on the north-hand side. And sunset is a the person. code for like the president or something. Correct. When they're like eagles walking, eagles walking. Right. So we've got ten sunsets at 10 minutes, sunsets at 10. I don't know, but... No. Living in LA, I'd like to say that you are never 10 minutes from sunset. It, there is so much traffic. Even if you are on sunset, it will take you longer than 10 minutes to get to sunset. Sunset is a hellscape. It's a nightmare. I'm not even going to pretend. It's where dreams go to die. It really is. It's Sunset Boulevard, the movie. I think it's really sad and it's a good reason because it's a horrible street. You feel like this is the end. It's based on a true story. Yeah. So what episode is this? What number? Season 29, episode 13. It was originally aired on November 13th of 2020. We're doing a repeat because last week was a repeat and it was one that we had already covered. But this isn't a repeat technically because it just aired in November. It's only a couple of months old. That's true. So this is hosted by Keith Morrison, the man who can save us from 2020. Who? Don't say who. How dare you? So this takes place in Dallas a young man, 16 years old, is at his dad's apartment building when he goes into the garage with his friend and he hears some gunshots and tire screeches and he sees a woman has been shot. Mm. He calls 911 and gives the best 911 call I've ever heard on Dateline. No joke. The most efficient. He's saying exactly what he saw. He's clear. He's concise. He's answering questions. He has a future in something, bomb defusal. Oh. Something, whatever, you have to be good under pressure. If, he, like, the Mission Impossible job, could he get hired as a Mission Impossible person? Like a spy, CIA. Yeah, whatever Tom Cruise was in that movie. Like what we were just talking about, 10 minutes to sunset. Okay, now we're at 12, we're at 13. That could be him. We're closing into 15 minutes. Everyone on deck, who we have. Okay, yeah, sorry, I don't know why I keep touching my headphone like I'm actually doing it but I want to give you the effect. I got it. <laughs> so he says he saw a man driving out in a Jeep Cherokee. He thought it was a white man with a mask on, and he thought there was someone else in the car. Now, homicide detective Eric Barnes had just taken a bite of supper because that's always the way it goes. Absolutely it is. Coppers. 
Joe Kenda's always talking about that. I haven't eaten in seven days because I've been on the case. Yeah, pretty much. I've slept for 20 minutes in the past week. Yeah. I haven't seen my wife. I'd really like to shower. Yeah. The young woman in the garage had been shot in close range in the head. And there's a magazine to a firearm that's left there on the ground, which is rarely happens because usually if it's a professional, they take that with them. They did take the victim's purse, though. The victim is Kendra Hatcher, a pediatric dentist. So she's a saint, an angel. Yeah. She puts her hands in children's mouths all day long. And nine times out of 10, they bite her because they're so angry. And scared. scared. Everyone's scared of the dentist as a child, right? It's like the last place you want to go. I don't think I was scared, but I definitely did not like look forward to going. Child or adult, no one looks forward to going to the dentist unless you're getting a full set of veneers and then you're stoked because you're going (laughs) to walk out of there with a million dollar smile. That's true. I'm sorry, free veneers. Because that would be the way you'd be excited to go to the dentist. Right. So Kendra is popular, accomplished. She did volunteer work with children. She's an all-around good person. Also, she's going on vacation the next day. Keith incredulously asked the detective, how did you find that out? Which I laughed at. Because they just asked the boyfriend, who's a dermatologist. Oh. I wish we had an apostrophe ad right now. That would be great. His name is Ricky. Dr. Ricky, the dermatologist, he seemed very upset to hear about Kendra, but Keith puts an emphasis on seemed that makes me think he's suspicious. Well, we're always suspicious. It's the boyfriend. Yeah, let's be real. And Keith is suspicious of everyone. That's his natural state. He was at the apartment building or maybe getting tacos. He said he was at her apartment, inside her apartment. He was waiting for her. Then he left to go get tacos. And then when he came back, the police were there. There had been a shooting. But he was in the vicinity of the apartment building. That's horrible. Horrible. Her brother, who's an adorable ginger, lumbersexual. From Portlandia. He's devastated. Her dentist friend was devastated. Her other friend, who's wearing a black cocktail dress. Absolutely. On a, a fancy tuft couch, was devastated. Perhaps a little overdressed for Dateline. Not overdressed for Dallas. <laughs> Let's get real. I like it. They say that Kendra had a contagious smile and she was close with her niece, who is very cute. We meet the niece who's like so 14 cute. now. Oh my goodness. She loved kids. She sounds like a great person. So she really was. She was really a perfect person and really beautiful. Yes. Inside and out. So the garage video surveillance shows the driver of the Jeep Cherokee was actually a woman. Yeah. So I still think our young man, Hasham, could be an FBI agent or something, but he just needs to work on his gender spottings. But he doesn't have car blindness because he knew it was a Jeep Cherokee. I'm sorry, aren't we supposed to be a little more gender blind in these times? It's true. It's gender is a fluid construct. Right. So maybe he was saying she, it looked like someone who identified as a male or something he could have said. I wonder why he did think it was a male though, because when we see the grainy surveillance, it is pretty clearly a woman. I felt like it was too grainy to even tell it was a woman. You felt like it was clear that it was a woman? I I did. When I saw the picture, I thought it was a woman. But I'm also wondering what angle he saw from. We have no idea. He could have seen from like the back corner side. Then you wouldn't really be able to tell. You'd see like a hoodie, right? Right. Yeah. You wouldn't know. So from depending on the angle, he made his best guess. I still think he's 
A plus CIA material. Yeah, he's only 16. He's only going to get better. Oh, yeah. So we're rooting for you, Hasham. You can do it. So call us if you want to come on the show. He doesn't need us. He do- He really doesn't. Did you hear that 911 call? No, he's amazing. Yeah, he didn't say um or like once. I know. He should have a podcast. He should take over. Call us if you want to take over the show. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> call us if you want help starting your own. We have jobs. Thank okay. you. Oh, my goodness. So the video showed that the Jeep was waiting until a resident opened the gate and then they followed the Jeep in to the parking garage. They released footage of the Jeep to see if someone recognized the person. Someone does. This is when it all starts. The madness turns into like an episode of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. There's so many characters. This gets a little nutty. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet a mechanic, Louise Ortiz. Okay. She's very fun to say. He comes into the police and he says, that's my Jeep. I want to help you. That's definitely not me in the car. I did not murder anybody. Did you think he did? I thought for sure he did. No, I believed him. Oh, good for you. Because he came in and volunteered himself. I was literally suspicious of every single person as we went in this episode. I was suspicious of Dr. Ricky. I was not suspicious of our young man who made the call, but maybe a little. And then I was definitely suspicious of Luis because he said it was his car. And I was like, well, what was your car doing there, buddy? You had something to do with this and you're trying to save your own skin. Yeah. Were you suspicious of the detective who was trying to eat dinner? The detective is maybe my most favorite detective that I've seen to date on Dateline. I'm not joking. (gasps) Wow. That's amazing. I loved him. I loved every time he was on screen. I wanted him to be on screen the whole time. I thought he was a great interview. He was a snappy dresser. I liked his office. I liked everything about him. He is wearing a fancy suit with a vest. Several suits. Is that called a three-piece suit? Several three-piece suits. And then at one point, I'm not, we'll get to it. He ha, he has my favorite cop outfit on. We'll get to it. It's in B-roll. But he also, the way he talks is so confident and so cool, but he's like right clicking along with Keith. He seemed like he was a great interview. I loved him. Yeah. So the moment the murder happened, Louise says that he was having dinner at Chili's. We haven't had Chili's in forever. I know. I feel like we haven't had Chili's or Applebee's in a really long time. That made me really happy when I saw Chili's. I was like, oh, our old stomping ground. Yeah. That we really wanted to go to all the time. Yeah. I think we laugh because they usually people had romantic dinners at Chili's. We no. were on date night at Chili's. Our no, first they date. don't. They yes. do? No, I think friends go to Chili's. That's what we think of. But on Dateline is where people f- go for dating or Applebee's. That's why we started talking about Chili's and why one of our listeners sent us a Chili's gift card. So we could date each other and go to Chili's? Yes. Okay. Exactly that. So Louise had loaned his car to Brenda Delgado, a family friend. Mm -hmm. So you think Brenda Delgado's the murderer. 100%. But Brenda Delgado is also the person he was having dinner with at Chili's. I didn't buy any of it. Especially at that point, I was like, no, both of you did it. And you're both lying about the chilies. No one was at Chili. What did you eat at Chili's? Yeah, I want to see what you had. I want a stool sample. I want right. like <laughs> down the line. I want to know. I don't buy it. I don't buy I it. I want to know if you had apps and what your waiter was like. Were there mocktails or cocktails? I want to know. So what was your waiter? Did they make friendly banter with you? Because I feel like that's what they do at Chili's. They're either, the waiters at Chili's are either overly friendly or really upset because something really bad happened that week, month, year, lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like they're always really upset. Just sometimes they hide it with good banter. But I feel like your general state. They're like comedians. Is unhappy <laughs> if you are a waiter at a Chili's. I just feel like you're working so hard and you're underappreciated. Yeah. And you're dealing with probably a lot of bags of wieners. And I think they have to split their tips. So let us know if you work at Chili's and you have to divide your tips among everyone or if you get to keep your individual tips. Let us know. Great question. So he loaned his car to Brenda Delgado. She had lent it to someone else, apparently. Mm-mm. It's very confusing. So then the police bring in Brenda to the police. She says, no, Louise is confused. I was with him at Chili's, but he had loaned the car to Crystal Cortez, my friend of only a month. And she's a single mom. She's struggling to make it. She's, I don't know. So I, she says, I took Crystal under my wing. Crystal and Brenda became fast friends. Why would Luis lend his car to Crystal, but tell the police he lent it to Brenda? He's confused, Katie. So they're all in on it. Right. So Brenda is saying he lent it to Crystal, but then it sort of becomes Crystal borrowed the Jeep. No, yes, she, Brenda's saying Crystal is the one who borrowed the Jeep from Louise. No, but Louise didn't say that. But Louise said it was Brenda. Not one time does Crystal come out of Louise's mouth. WTF is going on, yeah. So Crystal comes all in, enthusiastically wants to talk to the police. She's excited to be there. Overly happy. Yeah. Is she the one in shorts? You bet. And keeps sitting cross-legged? You bet. In the chair. And in that Dallas heat, I feel like your legs stick to the plastic chairs. Side note. So I thought that too, though. They have three people now all at the same time in different interrogation rooms, all telling different stories. Oh, my gosh. It's like a game of Clue. Yes, it is. It's like Brenda in interrogation room B mm-hmm. with the lead pipe. Mm-hmm. So Luis and Brenda supposedly were having dinner at Chili's. Crystal says, I did borrow the car. I was driving the Jeep with my son, who's six years old. He was in the car with me. We did drive into that parking lot. That's where it all starts to go down. Okay, here we go. So she's admitting she was there at the site. So I thought she was going to say, well, this is what she does say. She says, I pulled into the parking lot because we were going to go to a nearby park Mm -hmm. to go play. And I thought I could just park in this parking lot. I just followed a resident in. So she says, I then heard a shot, sees a man in a mask holding a gun and a purse. So she's trying to say there's another shooter. I drove away because I was scared. That's why Hasham saw the car driving away. But it wasn't me. There was another shooter. So the detective says, I know what you're telling me is not true. How does he know that? I'll get into it. And she nods her head. She gives a nod, which is always a good, if you nod your head, yes, great tell. He says, well, I have video footage Uh of someone getting out of the Jeep. So who got out of the Jeep? Is that true? Yes. They show it to us. So They do? Yes. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay, okay, okay. It's very grainy. Okay. So- Now Crystal says she was scared and she was lying because she was scared. This man put a gun to her head and carjacked them after he shot Kendra. So she's and she says it in the weirdest way. She's like apologizing. He did put a gun to my head. Okay, I'm sorry. He did. I'm scared for my life. I can take a polygraph. She's the worst liar I've ever seen. 
that's how you act if you're scared for your life. It was the it was like she felt like if she just said the words, they would obviously be believed. Yeah, and they would just let her go. N- nothing would be looked into. That would be good enough. Take a polygraph. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. So he, she says, guy put a gun to her head. She heard the gunshots. Kendra's shot. The guy pulls the gun on her, jumps in the car with her son in the car, forces her to drive him a few blocks away, and he hops out. Because a good hitman, killer, burglar, always needs a ride. So they say, well, why did you call 911? And she says, I was scared for my life. No. She says, well, I didn't know it was on the news until yesterday. And then she was scared for her life. So basically what she's saying is, you only are supposed to call the police if something makes the news. That's what I heard. And if it doesn't make the news, it didn't happen. I'm sorry, that's not correct. That's not what we're supposed to do. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to call unless it. you have to wait until watch your local news and then decide if you are to call the police about that crime. Let me write this down. We didn't know. I need to remember. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah. Crystal is a wealth of information and good choices. So let me see what I got. So she says, I didn't know it was on the news until yesterday. And the detective says, you knew someone got shot. And so then she's like, I was scared. She could not seem less scared. She's sitting cross-legged in her shorts. Why is she sitting like that? I don't know. She's very comfortable wherever she goes. She's comfortable in her own skin. I think it's trying to create this like childlike image. I think she's trying to diminutize. Do you you know what I'm saying? She's trying to do that thing. I don't think she's that smart. I think she's doing it subconsciously. I don't think she has a subconscious. Or a conscious. Okay, we got it. Yeah. (laughs) I think she's really dumb. Uh, Oh, okay. I think she just sits like that all the time. Appropriate or not appropriate. It's really, it's strange. She could be at the bank trying to get a bank loan and she would be sitting like that in their chairs. Yeah. Now I sit like that all the time, but only in appropriate situations. Or at least if there's a table over covering my legs. I'm sitting like that right now. I literally sit like that at work. I would sit like that all the time, but with my legs underneath the desk. It's my most comfortable seating position, but only in appropriate times or with my legs are covered by a desk or a table. This doesn't make your legs fall asleep sometimes? You have a lot. No, never. You have a lot longer legs than I do. So, and I've done a lot of yoga. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you're a tall giant and you're really out of shape. So we'll see how, <laughs> we'll see how this goes for you. And you have poor circulation. Don't forget that, Katie. It's <laughs> terrible. So then Crystal finally confesses, sort of. Her son wasn't in the car. I think she does have a son, though. I don't think he was totally made up. She does have a son. No, she definitely has a son. She Remember, she's a single mom. That's a real thing. Yeah. So her son wasn't in the car. She was there with a guy to rob someone. And she asked the guy, why did you shoot her? And he said she was being stubborn. Okay. And then he says, don't tell anyone or I'll kill you and your son. Wait, what does she have in the purse that was so important? Because it wasn't just cash. It was like a money drop or like... She had the nuclear codes or like she had some USB device that he was getting for this big super (laughs) villain. And like, no, she, I don't know. They were just there to rob her. We're going into this incredibly complicated parking garage situation with cameras Uh to get this purse that contains maybe $60. So did they have masks on? They're not wearing masks. What it seems like in the surveillance that they don't have masks on, but. Hasham said they were wearing masks. So I am inclined to believe him. 
I 100% believe him. So they must have, when they were caught by that camera driving off, had pulled off the mask. How stupid is that? Yes, it's very dumb. Also, why didn't they block out the license plate on the Jeep? Yeah, that's very dumb too. There's so many things here that are just like basic, simple criminal things that these people, yeah, they're, they are dumb. Absolutely. So Crystal says, I don't know the robber very well. His name is Lamar. She doesn't know his last name, but she helps the police create a terrifying sketch where he looks like he has leather skin. What's happening in the sketch? From someone else's face that is on his (laughs) face. It's like when Dwight on The Office takes the mannequin, the CPR mannequin dummy, and puts the skin on his Hello, Clarice. Yeah, it is. All of these sketches scare me so badly. I don't think there's been one police sketch that has not creeped me out on the show. This one is particularly shocking. I went, oh, when it, I made a sound when it came on and Oliver was like, let me see, go back. It, it was visible. Like, that's not, that's incorrect. Yeah. That can't be right. And it's so wrong, by the way. It's incredibly wrong when we actually see the person. They show it side by side. Oh, I thought it wasn't that bad. Oh, I guess it was not great. I mean, the skin obviously is not made of leather. The skin, obviously, but it was it, even the lip shape and the, I mean, nothing was correct. Well, was Crystal trying to help them find the right guy or trying to help them not find the right guy? So, or is Crystal dumb? Conundrum. It's unclear if Crystal is just dumb or is very smart and wily and trying to steer the police in the wrong direction. So she says that the hitman, shooter guy, I'm sorry, burglar, drives go. a blue Sebring, which another non-car blindness person. So Crystal is not that dumb because she knows what a Sebring looks like. Because she's seen the office. There we go. She has Lamar's phone number. So they trace it and they find him. His name is not Lamar. It is Christopher Love, of all things, as Keith says, because love, that's ironic. And then they show his face, and he's actually quite handsome. Very handsome. Yeah, I'm sure he uses that last name, smooth, like. Oh, absolutely. With a face like that? Yes. Yes, he does. So they bring him into the police, Mm -hmm. and he's playing Mr. Cool, as Keith says. He says, I know I didn't murder anybody, let alone a white dentist. And they, which I feel like, if you're going to murder someone, white dentist, just as good as anybody. They can't find a gun in his car, but the... The day the Sebring was in police custody, a special agent with a magical, magical hero of the four-legged variety with a magical, magical sniffer that I want to boop on his little end of his little snoot named Titan. Titan is an explosives detector dog. He happened to be there that day with his handler doing a demonstration. And so the cops are like, can you just check this car for us while you're here? Yeah. It's perfect. So they check the Sebring and they had not found the gun in the car. He sniffs around and he sniffs out. He can sniff gunpowder residue and he alerts in this one part under the dashboard and buried under layers of metal and plastic, almost in the innards, hate that word, of the car. They find the gun. Titan is a hero. It's the gun that matched the one that killed Kendra. Also, I don't even know how Lamar slash Love got that gun deep in there. It's like he put it inside the car, basically. So Love is in the interrogation room. 
eating lunch with the detective, having a grand old time. I'm sorry, I have to bring this up. So we have noted that Crystal has been arrested at this point already. She was arrested before Titan for capital murder. The minute she came through on her story for love, she got arrested. So she's gone out of the interrogations. She's not still in interrogation when he comes in, right? No, I don't. I think she is still in because later on they have Brenda and Crystal is still in her interrogation. She comes back in with her jumpsuit on. She changes clothes. Oh, you're clothes. right. That's a great point. So she has been arrested at this point for capital murder when she gives them Lamar. So Love is in the interrogation room. They bring him lunch. So he's eating lunch. Looked tasty with the detective. And he is wrapped in a humongous pink blanket, like bubblegum pink. And it's huge. But we've seen it before. Apparently we've seen it before. She already had one. There was already one on Brenda. When Brenda comes in, she's got a pink blanket for the first time. And I was excited. But at this point, Keith mentions it, that Love is sitting there in a pink blanket. Yes, he does. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, it's just one time. It's going to be forgotten. And then we see this pink blanket again. And not only that, Keith talks about it. Yes. So Keith, I feel like is making a little bit of fun of love for, I don't know why. Boys can like pink too. No, it's not that. It's probably what's on his shirt combined with this giant pink blanket. Because love, do you want to talk about what love is wearing? Or do you want to wait no, to the end? We'll wait. Okay. We'll wait. So love admits that that's his gun that they found in the car. And now he admits he did know Crystal. He bought the gun from her, but he didn't shoot Kendra. He says Crystal did. So now they're both pointing fingers at each other. Are you sitting in an interrogation room with a gorgeous pink blanket, unable to land on a final story? Are you lying to police and to yourself? Uh Uh-oh. BetterHelp can help by offering therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. You can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. Like, I'm with the police. I have my son in the car. Actually, I was robbing someone. Actually, I was carjacked. Actually, I'm a pod person and being controlled by an alien that maybe commit this crime with a guy whose name I don't know. Text your counselor about your confusion. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialize in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, family and relationship issues, sleeping problems. I'm not sure if they help with car blindness, but it's worth asking about. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally affordable. It is confidential. What are you waiting for? 2021 does not have to suck as bad as 2020 with the help of BetterHelp. Yes. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Because we can all use a little. Why do you build me up? Better help, baby, just to keep me up. Well, this is a surprise. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Someone didn't tell me we had a new theme song. I didn't. You said you wanted to change it. So I've been trying to think of one for you. I love it. I love it. Love it. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you, BetterHelp slash Buttercup. Thank you, BetterHelp. So police think that Crystal and Love were working for someone. So they look into the boyfriend, Ricky. 
Now, Ricky is acting very strange in the interrogation room. Like, I know we'd said that before about other people. To me, he's acting odd. So he's saying things like, am I being recorded right now? And the detective says, yes. And Ricky says, I should have asked that up front. I didn't realize that. So he obviously doesn't watch State Live. He says his family and friends are telling him not to cooperate, to get legal help. And I think they've gotten in his head so much about what to ask. Yes. Don't don't let yourself get recorded. Don't answer this question. Don't. And it's making him look like the weirdest. Yes, it is. It's messing him up. They should have not helped. Their helping has gotten him into hot water because it makes him look really strange. So then they ask for his phone and he says, so am I a suspect then? It's just weird questions or it's the way he's asking them. I don't know. It's a little off, but I do like Nelson Sessler, the boyfriend in the Sheila Davalu story. And he has an odd affect when he talks. And so I think it might just be the way Ricky talks. But the questions are just seem a little off. I think that honestly, he's a really, really nice guy. He seems extremely like polite and nice and is trying very hard not to insult the officer. Right. I'm so sorry. I want to help. I want to be cooperative. But my family and my friends are telling me this thing. Multiple times. It's like he's being honest about everything, including the fact that he's torn about whether or not he should help them because of what his family and friends have told him. Right. And I think that what has happened here is going along with what you said. I think someone in his friends or close family is a police officer. Oh, that's And they possible. are telling him things. And so now he's really trying to, like, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. He says he has sensitive information on his phone about patients, and that's why he doesn't want to give it up, which I was not buying. Or maybe he's that concerned about patient confidentiality. But I'm sorry, your girlfriend was murdered and you're worried the police might know who in Dallas has suspicious moles. I think you're a suspicious mole, Ricky. I think he has celebrity clients. In Dallas? I think he has clients that like. And he thinks the Dallas police force wants to find out who on the Cowboys has rosacea. No, here's the only reason I'm saying this is because do you remember in the last thing we did, the coffin for Christmas, they didn't tell the police stuff because they were worried they would leak it to the media. I think he's worried about the wrong person seeing it in the police force that might leak it to their wife who might leak it to the media. I think that is a legitimate concern. I do kind of get it, but it only works if he has actual celebrity clients that live in Dallas. That's the only thing that I was thinking of. That he's a big time dermatologist, maybe. No? I'm not buying it. All right. I tried, Ricky. I did try. <laughs> let us know what you think, guys. I fought for you, Ricky. <laughs> no, please don't let us know what you think because no one's going to agree with me. No, Keith <laughs> agrees with you because Keith says, hmm, that makes sense. But I yelled out, no, it doesn't, Keith. Because Keith doesn't want you knowing about his suspicious moles, Kimberly. And dermatology <laughs> deals with much more than just that. That's true. We could be talking Botox. We could, could be oh, talking. Oh, we could be talking a host of things. That's true. So Ricky and Kendra had only been dating for four months. They met online. After the date, she thought it was weird that he had ordered chocolate chip pancakes. Because it is weird. I don't find that weird. Why is that weird? Because it's dinner? Yeah. Or because were they at an international house of pancakes for dinner? That would have made it not weird. I'm picturing more of a diner, like where they serve breakfast all day. Here's where it's cute. If he knows specifically that this diner happens to make 
the best chocolate chip pancakes in the world and he really wanted her to try them. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to order them. So you have to try it. If it was something like that, that's right. adorable, which is what I'm guessing it was. Hmm. It doesn't sound good the way they say it on Dateline. It makes See, it sound and I a was like, funny. it sounds like he's young at heart. Doesn't bother me. It sounds a little weird for weird's sake to me. Oh, like trying to be quirky? Yes. But I don't think Ricky's that guy. When you yeah, hear Ricky talk, I'm like, no, I think that he did it for a reason and it clearly works, right? But she thought it was weird. Like maybe wasn't even going to give him a second date. From what I got from the friend was that she was hesitating to even go on the first date because... She had had some bad luck dating online and the friend was like, go, go, go. And what's the worst that can happen? It's just another bad date and a string of bad dates. And then she came home and the thing that was weird is that he ordered chocolate chip pancakes. But I didn't get the feeling that it mattered that much. But maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe it did matter. I wish the friend hadn't brought it up then on Dateline. Because that makes me think it was, but I guess she was just trying to tell a funny anecdote. Correct. There we go. So I'm not judging Kendra for thinking it's weird. I'm just saying I wouldn't have thought it was weird. I would love some chocolate chip pancakes right now. Yeah, me too. But if you, uh, no, actually, no. But if you had told me that the guy, that you guys went somewhere and he ordered chocolate chip pancakes and I didn't know that place to have great chocolate chip pancakes, I'd be like, why? Is he trying to like be quirky? That's the first thing I would say to you. And if I told my dad, my dad would be like, is he breathing? Marry him. I, but I would say, was he wearing a funny hat? Was the hat a little too jaunty? Was- yeah. Was he wearing a bow tie? Were there suspenders? I would have a list of questions to follow that chocolate chip pancake story. I gotcha. I gotcha. So in one photo, she's wearing an I'm with Dreamy shirt. Is that from Grey's Anatomy? I would assume so, but it's Mick Dreamy. So maybe it's not. Mick Dreamy is from Grey's Anatomy. But it's got to be, it's got to be a reference to that, right? Because he's a doctor and is Mick Dreamy, I'm assuming is a doctor? Yes. Not a dermatologist, but yeah. Could they not say McDreamy because it was copyright? Why wouldn't they say McDreamy? Is it because it's trademarked by Grey's Anatomy? But you can buy those kind of things on Etsy. It looks like an Etsy shirt. But Oh, yeah, that's weird. Maybe they blurred the MC and then they just said, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're thinking too much into this. Probably. That's true. Should this be our one question that you will allow me to ask Keith on Twitter? Absolutely not. Are you serious? There's never a question that is worthy of Katie allowing me to reach out to Keith to ask him on Twitter. I think everyone will back me up that this is certainly not it. <laughs> Did you blur the MC in McDreamy? Was it trademarked? I have many other questions for Keith. Don't worry. Yeah. So they were going to move to California, actually, Kendra and Ricky, because Ricky had gotten a job offer there and they had even started talking about getting married. The police are starting to not suspect Ricky. They believe that he is genuinely upset and was not involved. The day after the murder, Ricky gets a call from an old friend. He tells the old friend, you know, my girlfriend has just been murdered. It's not a great time for me to catch up right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is an even better way to get off the phone than the pizza guy's here. I got to go. So the next day, he watches the press conference on the news with the photos of the Jeep, he calls detectives and he thinks, I think that's my friend slash ex-girlfriend, Brenda Delgado, in the photo. But it's not. We know because Brenda was at Chili's. So he must have subconsciously either thought that, because we already know the person driving the car was Crystal. So, And he's presumably never met Crystal. So he just thinks that it looks like Brenda, but Brenda was already in his mind because she had called the day before or he subconsciously maybe already thought that she was involved somehow. 
And when he saw the video or the footage, he thought that looked like her. So he calls the detective and he says, I think that's Brenda. And Keith says, but in times of stress, the mind plays tricks. So Brenda was a dental hygienist. She was trained to be a dental hygienist. She was in school for it, which was funny because I was like, does Ricky only eight? date people in the dental field? That was my question too. Where is he meeting all these dentists? Is he going to like their conferences? Is Are they connected? Is there a website? Well, no, he met Kendra online. So is there, what's the odds that your former girlfriend is a dental hygienist and then you go on a dating app and you meet a dentist and you start dating them? Totally unrelated. Or is it a dating app that we are not privy to because we are not in the medical profession? Is there a farmers only that's just for people in the medical profession or for dentists? You don't have to be lonely at dentalhygiene.com. Yeah. Is that possible? Molars for marriage. He has a thing for dentists? I don't know. Is he seeking out people in the dental field is what I'd like to know. And does he ever date orthodontists or periodontists or does he stick to dental hygiene? I don't know him. I Well, I'm just wondering. I'm going to ask Keith on Twitter. No, you're not. I wonder how he would feel about, she would feel about him eating chocolate. I don't wonder why he would eat a sugary dessert <laughs> dinner in front of a dentist. Of a dentist. Is one of my questions. Doctors aren't, don't say you can't have sugar. They would just like you to brush your teeth after you have it. Right. But it's not just any sugar. It's chocolate chip pancakes, which I'm assuming he put syrup on. It's like, oh, it sounds so good. Compounded sugar. I'm sorry. I know I'm making it worse. Compounded sugar. Uh huh. It maybe even had powdered sugar on it. It seems almost like a, I don't care if you're a dentist. You. (gasps) Well, but he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Oh, was he negging? Which is what Katie taught me last year, which is those guys that say mean things like, you'd look pretty good if your hair was longer, face wasn't so ugly. Right, exactly. Yeah. If that one tooth got fixed. Yeah. Yes. Maybe in a very elaborate form. He's smart, though. I mean, he's a doctor. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So a classmate of Brenda's in dental school said she would always brag about her boyfriend, Ricky, the dermatologist, and would show off this promise ring that she had from him. They had lived together and were together for a few years. She even helped him get through dermatology school. So she was very attached to Ricky. Then she started struggling in school. She failed in a a class and she said it was because Ricky had broken up with her and was dating someone else. But she had said it was no big deal. Like, we're going to get back together. It's fine. We're still really close. We're close friends. So police had already thought she was suspicious because when they had asked her about her alibi, she pulled out her receipt from Chili's and it was at the very top of her purse in pristine condition with no folds or wrinkles or anything. That's weird. It was practically laminated. What if it was laminated? That would be so much worse. That would be so much. Okay, I can't sit cross-legged anymore. It's like killing my legs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you were sitting that. I'm not in the right chair for it. I've decided it's not me. It's the chair. So you can. It's the chair. Yeah. Absolutely. Write that down. So Keith makes fun of her thing with the receipt. And he says, ooh, I have an alibi. It's right here. And pulls out a pretend receipt. Keith, oh, Keith. I love you. I love you. So National Keith, treasure. 
Yes. And again, Keith makes fun of love being in a pink blanket in the interrogation room. Yeah. And finally, love admits that he did know Brenda, that Brenda had hired him to rob Kendra. They're still going with this robbing story. Why are they robbing her? What secrets does she hold in her coach purse? (laughs) So maybe they just wanted the purse. Isn't that an expensive kind of purse? It's an expensive kind of purse, but it's not an Hermes bag, you know, where it's $10,000. It's a couple hundred dollars. It's definitely on the expensive side, but it's not like the most sought after rare alligator bag in the world. Right. Yeah. She had convinced him to rob Kendra and had also convinced him that she was... And I quote, a cocaine cowgirl. Yeah, I buy it. Which is the best thing I've ever heard. And that she was part of a Mexican cartel. And she was really just a dental hygienist student. Love wanted to be a big time drug dealer. So he thought that she could help him up the corporate ladder of drug dealing. It's good to have dreams and goals, kids. So police ask Brenda about this. She is also in a pink interrogation blanket. And the detective gives her a great speech. He says, motive is what drives someone. What drives you? It almost sounds like a car commercial. Like it's going to be Matthew McConaughey in a Lincoln commercial. What drives you? Sometimes it's hate. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes it's greed. And... Keith says no pink blanket would comfort a freezing cold Brenda. Why didn't we just name this the pink blanket affair? Why? Exactly. Gosh. Pink, like the pink skirt plot. It could have been the pink blanket plot. So mad. So the detective says to her, maybe Ricky didn't want to be with a dental hygienist. Maybe he wanted a dentist. <gasps> and that's when the detective transferred from homicide to the burn unit. Oh, my God. Drop the mic. No, you said you weren't going to drop the mic in 2021. We're in episode one. I lied. I couldn't not. So he, but that's a good line. Come on. That's a way to get under someone's skin. That's a great line. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the burn unit line. Yeah, both of them (laughs) are good and a way to get under someone's skin. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So he says, you just weren't good enough for him. That's a hard pill to swallow. And Brenda's like, I wasn't, there's, I wasn't trying to swallow any pills. I didn't feel like that at all. I never felt the way that you said. She says, it was Crystal. It's all Crystal. So the detective goes to Crystal, who is in her new outfit of her jumpsuit and also in the big interrogation room blanket to, at this point, I screamed, how cold do they keep this precinct? Why is everyone freezing? Literally all my dreams are coming true in this it's episode. It's Dallas. Is the air conditioning on full blast? I was like, because keep in mind, I had only listened to this episode because I had listened to the podcast version. I hadn't actually, on my long drive, I hadn't seen it. So when I saw all these interrogation blankets, it felt like that this was my Christmas For present. any new listeners, Katie has been trying to get interrogation room blanket on the bingo cards for a long years now. And I said they don't deserve to be on the Dateline bingo cards because it doesn't happen that much. And we, today, tonight it happened. Here we are. And it happens yeah. multiple times. I think they're on the extreme bingo cards. I think I eventually did put them on the extreme bingo cards. I think you tell me you did. 
I don't know if it's actually there. I have never seen an interrogation room blanket on a card. Have you ever checked? No. I haven't done a control find, which maybe I'll do after this. So now Crystal says, they go to Crystal. They say, Brenda is saying it was all you. So now Crystal is ready to flip and says, actually, it was all Brenda. She set this whole thing up. Of course it was. She's the one with the connection. Why would Crystal go into a random, you don't believe in coincidences. What's the coincidence chance that she's going into the parking garage and this is happening? It's not. Right. So now the getaway driver and the shooter had both fingered Brenda. Thank you, Keith. We got our first fingered of 2021. Brenda keeps saying she has no motive. So the detective feels like he doesn't have enough to charge her. I feel like he does. He says, I'm going to find more evidence and let her go for now. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is she's gone. Keith says, squirt. She leaves the country. He said squirt. He said squirt? It's very strange. That's strange. They release her and squirt. She's gone. Did he mean Sprite? What did he? What? I think he means lickety split, lickety split, some, something like that. The yeah. squirt doesn't seem right. Yeah, it was odd. <laughs> so they put out a warrant for her arrest. She is fled to Mexico, but she's traveling all over the country and they're having trouble locating where she is. Then they hear about a sighting of her in Mexico City. She would go outside to hang laundry and was always wearing a hat, a hooded sweatshirt, and totally covered up. It is so hot in Mexico. She must have been so sweaty. Speaking of being sweaty, 2020 made me sweat and smell. It was gross. It was a stressful year. But this year, I'm looking for a fresh, unsmelly, unsweaty start. A great way to start fresh is with native aluminum-free deodorant. Yes. Yes. We're so excited. Native cares what you put on your pits. Their ingredients are things you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter, and they are never tested on animals. But the best part is that they actually work. Yes, they do. I love my native. The coconut and vanilla is what I've been using. The best. Me too. I love it. I never have BO anymore. I just smell this lightly coconut vanilla smell instead. It's amazing. You can even miss a day. It's that good. It is. I 100% agree. They have over 10 scents like citrus and herbal musk or lavender and rose. And they have rotating seasonal scents, which I cannot wait until next fall to find out if that includes a pumpkin spice deodorant because I'm here for it. I'm a basic bee. Yeah. Native has over 16,000 five-star reviews and has been featured on the Today Show because it works. Yeah. But seriously, who cares what the Today Show says? Kimberly and Katie are telling you that they love, love, love Native. Yeah. I'm so excited to find an aluminum-free deodorant that actually works. It's like magic. I don't know how they do it. I was skeptical. I was, I was skeptical. super skeptical going in. And then we both texted each other. Like, this actually works. Yeah, this, this is, is really, really good. good deodorant. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com forward slash date dateline or use promo code date dateline at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com forward slash date dateline or use the promo code date dateline at checkout and you get 20% off your first order. Woo! Native, we're so excited. Super pumped. We would be sweating because we're so excited if we weren't wearing Native. Well, we'd be smelling for sure. 
Those days are behind us. Native is the future. That sound means good. Thank you, Native. Thank you, Native. So then Brenda disappears again. Oh, and police are at a loss. They're trying to convince her family in Texas that she's guilty, but they so believe in her that they're sending her money in Mexico. Wow. And the police decide, okay, we're going to let them keep sending her money, and then we're going to track the money there we go. to see where it goes. Follow the money and see where it goes, because every second the treasury grows. So six months after she fled, the police pull out the big guns. They add her to the FBI's most wanted list. Wow. And she is only the ninth woman to ever make the list. Oh, my gosh. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Running on the octal feet. Breaking those glass ceilings, ladies. We love to see it. There we go. They offer a huge reward for her, $100,000, for info that leads to her capture. Now there is so much pressure put on Brenda's family in Texas that the police are actually saying, we're going to arrest you guys because you're aiding aiding and abetting a fugitive. You're literally sending her money and you know where she is and you're not telling us. So they start drafting up the paperwork to arrest them. Then this defense attorney, I don't know if Brenda hires him or the family hires him or he just involves himself in the case. Number three. Okay, there we go. Because Keith just says, now a defense attorney is involved. And they never really say, like, who he's working for. I feel like he just really wanted to be on the case because it was a big case. Yes. (laughs) He is trying to get Brenda and the family to agree to have Brenda willingly walk the bridge from Mexico to Laredo, Texas. On camera. On camera. He probably wants to be there, too holding her hand, smiling at the cameras. What do you think is about to happen? He wants a movie moment. He wants to be filmed by all the television. He wants to be there, shown his face. No, he's no dummy. Yeah, and she'll turn herself in, and that will help her case. Like, look, I'm willingly seen on camera turning myself over to the police. But even he admits to Dateline that he's not really sure she's going to show up. So he sets this whole thing up, not sure she's going to show up. The police don't think she's going to show up either. The FBI don't think she's going to show up either. They find out where she is in Mexico. They go and apprehend her. There we go. Before this plan can go down. And now this defense attorney is so bummed because he had this whole plan, this whole movie moment, and it all falls through. I'm so so sorry, man. I'm not that sorry. I'm not that sorry. So the best part is that Kendra's brother is on an airplane The plane lands. He gets a text saying they arrested Brenda. And he's so excited. He asked the lady next to him for a hug. Is that not the cutest thing? I was so excited. I was really excited because I forgot about hugs because of COVID. Right. What is a hug? I got a little misty. I hope that lady gave him a really good hug. I'm surprised you got misty. I did. I really liked the brother. I thought he was very sweet. And I just loved him. The idea of him asking a stranger next to him to give him a hug for support because he just got some really good news. Like, I wonder what he said. I just got really good news. Can I hug you? He's also a little bit rough. He's a little rough and tumble. So Mm -hmm. him doing something that sort of sensitive and it's very sweet. Yes. Yeah. So six months later, Brenda is finally sent to the States. Because mm-hmm. everything takes forever. Oh, yeah. They had to do a lot of negotiating because Mexico won't extradite someone if they are up for the death penalty. So the prosecutors had to lower it so that they weren't going to seek the death penalty. Which is why I'm surprised they didn't wait for the bridge moment, to be honest, because they would have been able to go for capital. Right. 
But would a jury have gone for capital knowing she turned herself in? I don't think turning yourself in helps that much. I, I think, think it helps were, a little, but. I think they were that scared she was just going to run again, that they were not going to take the chance. History has proven two things. Crystal lies about everything yeah. and Brenda runs. So we see these three prosecutors, Glenn Fitzmartin, Justin Lord, and team leader Kevin Brooks. There we go. Did you catch that? Can we talk about team leader? I wanted to ask you if it was okay with you from now on, if in our intro you did. (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And I said, this is team leader Katie. Yes, 100%. We can switch off. Okay, I like it. Next time. You can be team leader. Well, what if it's whoever's doing the recap? So on double dates, you'll say I'm team leader Katie and I'll say I'm team leader Kimberly. Is that not good? That's agreed. I like that deal. I'll take it. I thought team leader was an expression used if you worked at Subway and you were in charge of the closing shift or you were a sandwich artist. If you were on the British office and Gareth makes up fake titles like team leader and interrogation office, interrogation officer. Keenan investigates. Yeah, because on the office, what Tim says, it doesn't mean anything. It's a made-up position people have given you because they want you to do something they don't want to do for money. No, it means I'm the leader of a team. And then he goes, it's something made up, like, like making a child a milk monitor. He goes, no, it means something because I would no. give them the, if they're rude to me, I'll give them a milk Lost, so it was warm. And Tim just stares at it. I would have been fine if you had not told that story. Because <laughs> there's certain points in the British office that you do really feel bad for Gareth. And that is a big <laughs> one. And I had forgotten about it until just now. So now I'm going to think about that tonight. He was punishing the rude kids by giving them their milk last. So it was warm. Doesn't that make you not feel bad for him as much anymore? No. Okay, fine. It makes me feel awful because he was like the sad fake milk monitor. I can't stop it. We can't talk about this, Kimberly. I don't know why. We can't bring this stuff up. But this is like a real team leader. They call him team leader and he's a prosecutor. He's a real lawyer. He's a big boy. Legitimate. I'm I'm not, he's like totally legitimate. It just is a funny phrase for me. I've just never heard it. I've never heard it as part of a prosecution team, but maybe that's what it, but why wouldn't they say lead prosecutor? Why wouldn't they say lead prosecutor or whatever his name was? heard of it in office situations if there's a project supervisor you know something like that i've never worked in an office where team leader was used and i have worked in many an office yeah not in mine either but it happened once on king of queens but i think she was called a supervisor project supervisor i think she was that seems more likely yeah yeah i'm quoting queen of queens as my actual knowledge that sounds right to me so they try to get crystal to plead guilty and flip on Love and Brenda taking out the death penalty and giving her a better deal. And so she agrees to that. But it takes her a minute to agree. What deal did she think she was going to get? What did she think was going to happen? Crystal's still lying and saying her son was in the car and they were going to the park. Crystal is... Oh my gosh, she is, isn't she? She's still trying to get out of it. So she takes the stand against Love. His trial's first. The jury hears a recording of Love in jail talking to his girlfriend on the phone. And the girlfriend says, you know, after you shot her, you probably should have gotten rid of the gun, like thrown it away or something. And Love says, I know, I know. Like a beaten down boyfriend whose girlfriend is criticizing his dumb choices. Like you can't put tinfoil in the microwave. 
I know. I know. I won't do it again. Okay. I'll know. I'll do better next time. It's really so sad. He's like, what am I going to do about it now? It's a little late for that. Sorry, Amber. Sorry. God, where were you a year ago? You could have told me. So Kendra's mom takes the stand and that's really sad. She, she and the brother are oh my gosh. really just very sad. Yeah. Brutal. Love is found guilty and gets the death penalty. There we go. So now it's Brenda's turn. Brenda has never once confessed. She has an alibi. She was at Chili's. With Lewis. With Lewis. Louise. Louise, sorry. Ortiz. Who is this Brenda? How did she convince two people she barely knew to commit a murder? So Keith says she walks into the courtroom looking nothing like the stylish woman she once was. Burn. Which I feel that's, he's, Keith registered for the burn unit. I feel like maybe making fun of prisoners. Was. And their looks maybe that. needs to be a, yeah. Shade. It was. It might need to go on the bingo cards. Especially when they do a photo of you before when you're all made up and then a photo of you with your roots and your greasy hair and your prison garb, that's good. So Ricky takes the stand. He says he had no idea that Brenda was so obsessed with him. He's almost like saying, me? Him? He's shocked. So he says that she would just show up in places where he was, a la Sheila Davalu. Uh-oh. He signed up for salsa lessons, and she just showed up there. They broke up a couple times. Then they broke up for good, but they stayed friends. He helped her out financially, and he kept her on his phone plan. So through his phone, she was still stalking him because she now had access to his phone. She did the Find My iPhone. She used the Find My iPhone app, and he would go for jogs, and she would just appear suddenly. Nope. And he thought it was a coincidence. She was stalking him online. She had access to his email and his passwords. She also had a key to his house, and she would go there when he wasn't there and gather information, which Keith says is creepy. How do we know that? And he is 100% right. Well, I don't know. It's a great point. If she doesn't admit it, I don't know how they know that. That's Mm -hmm. a very good point. Did they have camera at his apartment? I'm assuming he had a nice apartment. Yeah, they probably did have a camera there. Okay. But they would have had to get it fast. Otherwise, it would be gone. Yeah, like, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe she told someone that. Maybe that was secondhand information because we do hear from some people in her life. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it could be that. We do hear from a bunch of people who were complacent. At best. At best. Yeah. Oy. So he fell in love with Kendra and he emailed Brenda to say, I'm in a happy relationship. Isn't this awesome? And that's when she kind of freaked out. He said, I would love for you to move your stuff out of my house, my apartment, because she still had stuff that she was keeping there. Oh, boy. And he kicked her off the phone plan. Two days later, she was murdered. Kendra was murdered. Oh, my gosh. Maybe Brenda just knew how expensive phone plans are. They're no joke. Wow. No, because she had to be planning it for a minute. It's just, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Louise takes the stand and says, I lent Brenda the Jeep. So he's still saying Brenda, even though Brenda's saying Crystal. Right. He says, I lent Brenda the Jeep, and then I saw it on the news, and I asked Brenda, what's up with my Jeep being on the news at a murder scene? And Brenda said, you know, you should hide the car or paint it a different color. I'll help pay for a paint job. Help? No, Brenda, you pay for the entire paint job, right? 
Is Brenda one of these Black Widow people? Is Brenda one of these people that has a hold on gentlemen? She is pretty. Getting favors? Like, what's happening with that? And why didn't he tell the police that? Why didn't Louise tell the police that part of it? He might have later, but we, you know, sometimes Dateline will just show us stuff at trial that we didn't see originally. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping that's the case. To make it sound like the detectives weren't as far along as they were. I see. Okay. I trust Louise. I want to give Louise the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, me too. I want to too. I like him. Louise is the only person that does the right thing and goes to the police immediately. 1,000%. So Brenda apparently tried to recruit other people. Like this guy. Keith just calls this one guy on the stand this guy. Sure. We don't get his name, but we see him testifying. You know, that guy. That guy. She has this guy for a gun. And then she has this other guy. No name, who also takes the stand if he knew someone who could hurt someone for her. And then she asked her cousin, cousin takes the stand, if he would use a baseball bat to hit Kendra. Then she asked her roommate if she would help her hit Kendra with a bat or inject her with a needle. What in the world? That is four people who knew that she was looking to hire someone to hit Kendra and did nothing. Not one of those four people went to the police. That is sickening to me. Did they think she was kidding? Like, why not? Why didn't they go to the police? I don't know. Are they scared of her? Did she tell them she was a cocaine cowgirl? Well, maybe. (laughs) Or in the Mexican drug cartel? It seems weird that none of them went to, right? It seems shocking. No one has good ethics anymore, I feel like. Except Hasham and Louise. I trust both of them with my life. Okay, that's good. That's smart. That's wise. After seeing them for 45 seconds, (laughs) they seem excellent. Brenda moved on because everyone was saying no to her. So she moved on to Crystal, a friend who she had known for a month. Where did they meet? Where did her and Crystal meet? Great. They don't seem like they travel in the same circles. No, they don't. Okay. But she took Crystal under her wing. Crystal is now testifying against her. But the big question is, would Crystal tell the truth? Has Crystal ever told the truth? Yeah. My crystal ball says maybe. My crystal ball also tells me that you're going to talk about feels. Yes, I am going to talk about feels. You were right. My crystal ball does not lie. No, it does not. Unlike this crystal. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week? Have you met me? Yes, I have. All of those things are true. Also, same. Many of us do. Personally, I am a walking ball of anxiety, as witnessed by my friends, families, acquaintances, people I pass at the supermarket. It's pretty evident in my daily life. So I was searching for anything that would help. And then I discovered Feels. So Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. All you do is place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you can feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that you need to find your right dose. It's extremely important and everyone's dose is different. So you have to leave some room to experiment over the course of a week or so. So the best way to do this is to get one of the sample boxes of tinctures that they have so that you can test what level you need and how much you need to take to get the effect that you need. And the best part about Feels is that they offer real human support. They offer a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience if you're trying it for the first time or trying to figure out the correct dosage for you. 
feels as a way to feel better naturally. It works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, and no addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash date dateline and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com, F-E-A-L-S dot com, feels slash date dateline to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash date dateline. Check them out, guys. It's time to all start feeling a little better or a lot better. I feel great about that. Good. Check it out, guys. Thank you, Feels. Thank you, Feels. Keith says Crystal had tried out a whole catalog of full-out lies, half-lies, salted with a little truth which I loved. Oh, that's good. Salted chocolate with a little truth. Yep. Salted. She finally tells the truth on the stand or what we think is the truth. She says, Brenda wanted to get rid of Kendra. It was never supposed to be a robbery. Even Crystal knew ahead of time it was a murder. They had talked about injecting her with heroin or a sedative or shooting her. And initially, Crystal was going to do it. Then they found love at a neighborhood gathering. I would love to find love at a neighborhood gathering. Yeah, that's true. A barbecue, a block party. That's how she met Crystal then, at a neighborhood, at a party. I would guess. I mean, that's how they met love. They already knew each other. And Brenda was like, helpless little single mother I'm go- who's obviously very dumb. I'm going to help you. I'm a, a dental hygiene student, even though I'm failing. I'm still better than you, Crystal. So I am going to help you. I'm going to take you under my wing and then convince you to get involved in my murder plot. Yeah, no biggie. So they recruited Love on the spot, like at the the, the neighborhood gathering, which is, again, everyone in this episode moves really fast. They had known each other for a month, were murdering someone. They met Love at a party. They get him to be involved in the murder. Brenda and Ricky were only dating for four months and were already getting married and moving to California together. So that's the fast movers. I like it. When you know, you know. Yeah. So Love got the gun. Crystal, her job was to reach out to a friend on social media for a silencer. I love that it's on social media. A friend through social media. It's on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. So there's a video that the police find on Brenda's phone. Now this is, this has to do with Sunset, but I still don't think this is why the episode is called that. Yeah. Brenda is driving the car on the highway and trying to take a picture of the sunset, this is what police think are happening, but instead is recording because Brenda's also dumb. And also she's trying to take a picture while she's driving on the highway. So that's another thing that makes her kind of dumb. Also, Hmm. it's not even a pretty sunset. It is totally a subpar, unimpressive sunset. So why she's trying to take a picture of it, unsure. Cocaine. Okay, perfect. So she is videoing instead. And in the background, you hear Crystal, who's in the passenger seat. She's on her phone describing to someone the kind of silencer that she wants to buy. Cocaine are really stupid. I don't know. The only reason I'm saying cocaine is because cocaine comes up a couple times in the episode. She did say a cocaine cowboy. She called herself a cocaine cowboy. Maybe cocaine makes you think a boring sunset is actually the most beautiful sunset in the world. I think it does. Oh man, look at the colors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Don't take a picture while you're driving, guys. It's never okay. Yeah, all of it's wrong. Every part of the story from beginning to end is wrong. Don't try to find a silencer. Don't try to kill someone. But then I thought, oh, is this why this episode is called 10 Minutes to Sunset? Mm. Just try and take a picture of the sunset. But I don't think so. I think it's because maybe Keith says somewhere at the beginning, and we both missed it, that Kendra was killed sometime around sunset. Is it possible that it's the first line? It is very possible. That it's, it was 10 minutes to sunset in an apartment garage in East Dallas or whatever. It's absolutely possible. In fact, I'm going to say probable. I think it's the first line. Yeah. Or it's something really obvious that we're missing, in which case we're also going to feel foolish. I'd feel more foolish if it was something really obvious than if it was just a line that I missed because I'm taking notes and I did them pretty fast this time. So maybe I missed a line that won't make me feel dumb. If there's like a sweeping theme of something, a plot point that has to do with sunset that we missed, I'm going to feel like we should quit the podcast. That's going to be really embarrassing. Adam, if you watch this episode, I know sometimes <laughs> you watch them and you see where that 10 minutes of sunset, don't watch it if you don't have to. But if you by any chance watched this one, <laughs> would you please interject here what it is? <laughs> hey, everyone. It's editor Adam here. Just chiming in to say that Katie was the closest. At the top of the Dateline episode, Keith says, quote, at the end of a lazy day, as summer shifted into September and a sinking sun threw long, dark shadows across the center of Dallas. Also, to promo this episode, Dateline tweeted a link to the episode with the caption, it was just 10 minutes to sunset when Hassam heard screaming. All right, back to the show. I'm sure Keith just said it, or maybe they he didn't say it, and we're just supposed to assume that it happened 10 minutes to sunset. Although it still looked extremely light outside on the surveillance footage. And Crystal's first lie was that she was going to a park with her son. Are you going to a park with your son 10 minutes to sunset? I don't know. Maybe. Why are you parking in a parking garage to go to a park? Does Dallas not have ample parking at its parks? I find that difficult to believe. It's a big state. It's a big city. It's a big city. They probably don't have great parking. Everything's bigger in Texas, including parking lots. Yeah, maybe. So they decide to not do the silencer. That's smart. Why not? But Keith says they decide not to do the silencer. They had already been stalking her for months, a month now. So it's like, so you've already been doing this thing. So then not, you don't need to be less obvious about it because you've already been so obviously stalking her. So you don't, I didn't quite understand the logic there. There's no logic. There's I don't no think logic. it's logical. No. So Kendra, they decided, would have to die before Labor Day because her and Ricky were going away on a trip and then Ricky was going to meet Kendra's family. And I think for her, that was a deadline because I think, she, I don't know, what do you think? She thought that that's when they were going to be officially serious or he maybe he was going to propose or something. I bet proposal. Yeah. They work saving for a wedding fund and kind of discussing marriage. So. Yeah. They decided that Crystal would drive because she knew the area better and Love would be the shooter because he didn't know the area. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Brenda and Crystal went and got the car from Luis, which is why Luis kind of got confused about who he loaned it to, although he did really lend it to Brenda. Because Brenda's his friend, not Crystal. Yeah. He doesn't know Crystal from Adam. No. So Crystal describes on the stand how she and Love did it, and she's saying... Miss Kendra 
pulled up in her car. And I was like, don't, I don't like when they use politeness and pleasantries. No, no. And like, she's a sweet Southern lady after you just kill this lady. It gives me the willies. You're right. It's icky. Yeah. So the day after, Crystal and Brenda paid off love in cocaine, weed, and cash. How much cash? We don't know, but I wish we did because we need it for our Hitman spreadsheet mm-hmm. on our website. Crystal got paid also for her help. Guess how much? $500. That's got to be one of the lowest amounts we've ever seen. I have to refer to our Hitman spreadsheet. But as Keith explains, and there's photographic evidence, when she got the money, she curled the bills into a heart shape and took a picture of them. Gross. Gross. She's a terrible person. She's a terrible person. And then she takes a selfie with Brenda. She's a cold-hearted bee. That was the weirdest thing about this is that I love it when they do that, when they zoom in on one part of the picture, because we had seen this selfie of her the whole time of just Crystal. And then they zoom out and you see that it's actually a real photo of Crystal and Brenda in the and car. Brenda. Dri- Brenda's driving the car. Right. And I don't know if Brenda knows she's in the selfie. It kind of looks like she's just driving. Kind of looks like Crystal's like taking a picture. Like this is like you would do of a celebrity who's eating at the table next to you. Yeah, it does kind of. And you're trying to show your friends that you know them, but they're totally like, look, there's Jamie Kennedy at that next table and you're taking a a surreptitious picture. Exactly. I don't know why Jamie Kennedy was the first. Why in the world? That is bizarre. Why? I... No clue. What a weird thing. There was Hal Sparks at the table next to me. And I was just Oh, I love Hal Sparks. I do too. I love Hal Sparks too. I would not, I would full on take a picture with him. I'd be like, can I sit next to you and take a picture? Thank you. Because I would quote, I heart the 80s. And mm-hmm. I would say, my friend Katie and I always talk about you and I heart the 80s. I'd be oh, a nerd. Oh boy. And he would have no idea. He'd be like, really? Why? Why? <laughs> so Crystal says on the stand that she lied to the police because she didn't want to lose her very dear and one-month-old friendship with Brenda and that she didn't want Brenda to leave her like everyone else did, which is so sad, but doesn't make me like her anymore. No, it doesn't. But it's really sad. Oh, I didn't really care. Yeah, I don't care. Crystal, no. But she really must have thought Brenda was cool, like super cool, mean girls, Regina George or something. I think she did. She thought she was so cool. But she doesn't even know Brenda's a mess. Brenda's failing out of dental hygienist school and isn't even on her own phone plan. Brenda's not telling her that, though. Brenda's acting like she's got all of her stuff together, but this girl is threatening to ruin her life. Who knows what she told Crystal never says she told me lies or anything like that. Usually there's lies. Like, they were doing something. They deserved to die. No. It was really just to keep Brenda happy, and she was jealous. Oh, God. Crystal says Brenda was jealous. She wanted to be with... Ricky, and she wanted to get rid of her. So the defense attorney's goal is to attack her crystal's lies as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Because why should we believe her now since she's been lying this whole time? Which is a good strategy. It is. Because she has been lying this whole time. Yeah. He says the truth is love and crystal killed Kendra on their own, even though they didn't know her. For the coach purse. For the coach purse, they were robbing her and then it got out of hand and killed her. So he says the only proof that Brenda had anything to do with this is Crystal's stories. And I was like, 
What about the fact that she was sweating it up without her native deodorant in Mexico? What she was an actual fugitive. Yeah. I guess that doesn't necessarily prove your guilt. It's not great. What about the fact that she borrowed the car? That's true, too. But she just lent it to her friend, Crystal. Who just happened to shoot this person who was in direct competition with her. Right. Okay, sure. Yeah. So the defense attorney brings up all of Crystal's lies, how she said she was carjacked with her son, how she said the shooter's name was Lamar. I honestly don't know if 100% if she was lying about the Lamar thing. Oh, I don't think she knew. I think she just thought his name might be Lamar. I think she did not remember his name. Oh, I don't think she knew his name. She's not that smart. She's simple-minded. Is she? Can we even give her that? Unsure. Okay. Apparently, she'd even looked at a photo lineup and picked the wrong guy out. Again. Wow. What is up, girl? Are you okay? She might just be dumb. She's either dumb or she's really smart and trying to steer the police in the wrong direction. Unsure. So the defense attorney says they planned this whole thing and they didn't even have a backup plan of what to tell the police if they got caught. That's not realistic. Again, that just proves that both Brenda and Crystal are kind of dumb that they didn't have a backup plan to tell the police. Doesn't mean that they're innocent. So the defense attorney puts a cell phone expert on the stand to prove that Crystal is still lying. Uh Apparently, Crystal gave the police a different phone than the one she was using on the day of the murder. Again, that kind of just means that maybe she's not as dumb as we think she is. But it doesn't have anything to do with Brenda's involvement. That's such a weird correlation. Like she's lying to the police about the phone because she was also in trouble. So obviously she would lie. It doesn't mean that she's lying on the stand. Right. About Brenda. Okay. So the defense attorney is just mad that Crystal got this deal. He's like, she just got this deal that she won't get the death penalty and she might get paroled someday. She's not getting paroled. A, she's not getting paroled. B, his client could have had a great deal, too, if she had not fled to Mexico. If she had walked the bridge, maybe. Walk the bridge, dude. So Brenda doesn't take the stand, which I feel like was the smartest thing she did in this whole episode. Good for you. I would have liked to have seen it, though. Selfishly, I would have liked to have seen her take the stand. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brenda's the smartest of all of them. It's hard to tell because we don't get an interview with her. But yeah, I do think that, yeah, she's the smartest one. Yeah. But that's not saying that much, I don't feel Mm -mm. like. You're the smartest one of a group of ding-dongs. It's not that... No, it's not that great. So the closing argument I thought was kind of cool because the one prosecutor says envy is Brenda Delgado's deadly sin. And I kind of wished he had been like she was lustful for Ricky and she was slothful. She didn't even do her own murder. She was lazy and pawned it off to someone else. I wish he had gone through all the deadly sins. That would have lost it, though. That they would have lost them because remember that would have been like times in the hourglass or the sediment in the glass. It would have been too much. And then if he'd messed one up, it would have blown it. She was gluttonous when she went to taco. What's that taco place that's in Texas that we always talk about? Taco taters. Taco bueno. Taco bueno. If I was in the jury and he got to gluttony, I would roll my eyes. I'd be like, really, we're going to (laughs) try. We're going to try for all seven. Keep going, buddy. Let's see how this goes. I would be annoyed. So I'm I would glad be like, he did. Yes. Oh yes. my God. What if they were bad though? What if two of them were not strong? Yeah, I guess that's rough. You got to hit all of them. You can't just do five or something. You got to hit all of them at a nine or a 10. 
Yeah, it's true. You got one four in there. You're done. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's, that, it, you just cringe and go, that was a reach, guy. That was a reach. But the other ones were good. No, yeah. you're not doing that. You're not doing that. <laughs> so Kendra's brother says he was not worried about Love's trial. He felt like there was enough for Love, but he was worried about Brenda's trial because of the lengths she had gone to cover her tracks. And I said, what lengths? Well, I don't understand. She borrowed the car. Yeah. She borrowed the car face to face with Louise. Yeah. She did have someone else do the murder. I think he worded that wrong. I got to be honest. She fled to Mexico. She fled to Mexico. I think it was more like, like, yeah, that she was willing to flee and all this stuff that she was giving them such a hard time. I think the lengths were something else. I don't know. We don't actually know about many specifics in terms of are there receipts of money transfers or anything like that? I mean, it was just in cash and cocaine and heroin or something. They said this was a complete circumstantial case. Yeah, it was pretty, it was all circumstantial. That would make you nervous. Yeah, I guess that would make you nervous. 18 or 19 minutes after the jury goes out to make their decision, the light goes on and they think it was a mistake, like someone butt dialed or they have a question. They must have a question, but I would be like, they're not even done introducing. They're not even done discussing that day's lunch, you know? Right. 18 or 19 minutes later, they have a verdict. No one has ever seen anything like that before. It's the fastest thing they've ever seen. They find her guilty. Wow. Amazing. Brenda has no reaction. Kendra's brother hugs the jury members because he's a hugger. He's a serious hugger. This is, I was like, wow, hugging twice. Okay, okay. I love it. The defense attorney guy is so mad that they found her guilty so fast. Yeah, that's embarrassing, right? It is. It's really embarrassing. He's like, they basically completely didn't believe anything I had to say. They didn't even take an hour to discuss it. No, they just were like, nah. Now, Kendra's mom gives a scathing victim statement. Wow, yes. You, Brenda Delgado, have earned your spot on this earth behind cold cell bars for the rest of your miserable, pathetic life. If justice could have handed you a death sentence, I would have been there front and center. That was good. Get it, mom. Can she drop the mic? Because that was good. Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. So someone can drop the mic. It's just not me. I just can't. No, you can absolutely drop the mic when it's worthy of it. I allowed it the other day because it was really good. You can't be dropping it just be if you think it's good. Everyone in the room has to think it's good. I see. How do I know? I have to wait for the reaction. Maybe I have to say it. Okay. Do you just really want to say it though? I really do sometimes. What if we have a symbol like I do? Yeah, okay. Or I do a literal mic drop with my hand. Okay. Okay, it's good. We're going to try that for next time. So Brenda is given life in prison with no possibility of parole. Good. Yeah. Crystal gets 35 years, but with the possibility of parole after serving half. Oof. I don't like that. She better not get out. I don't trust her. She's going to meet someone else that's going to take her under her wing and get her involved in another murder plot. She's really impressionable. She needs to stay in. She should not be a parent either. That's well, she's not going to be a parent anymore. That kid is going to get a chance. Yeah, I hope so. So Kendra's brother takes the stand for his victim impact statement and says to Crystal, what you did was incredibly stupid, but I appreciate your testimony. I don't forgive you, but over time, I maybe I will. 
You don't have to, though. It's okay. None of us will judge you if you don't forgive her. Yeah, you totally don't have to, man. You're good. Yeah. 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 Because she was going to do the murder until they found love to do it. Yeah. She was the one that was going to do it. And she didn't even know your sister. She was just doing it to impress her cool friend, Brenda. And she's a grown woman acting like a teenager, <laughs> trying to impress an older friend at school, like a senior. That's so weird. Oh, it gives me the creeps. Well. So Ricky doesn't appear on Dateline, but Keith says it in a very nice way that after all that he's been through, we totally understand. Not in the way where sometimes where it's a killer, they say they've declined our request to appear no, on Dateline. No, they said it in a nice it's a way. a much nicer way. Yeah. But he does share a quote with them that Kendra sent to him while they were dating, which was something like, my soul sees you and said, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. Something very sweet and painful. And... They had only been dating for four months, but they were already talking about marriage. And they have their whole lives ahead of them. Gosh, that sucks. And so, of course, we're ending with the brother crying. And then the little niece who's 14 now. And she says, I'm kind of like my aunt KK. She called her aunt KK because I'm always trying to smile. That was a beautiful ending. It was very, very sweet. So touching. It was. So touching. It was a great episode. I thought it was really good. It was a great episode. We've been trying to do this promo for so long, you guys. I'm so excited that we finally get to do it. Seriously, months. Beach too sandy, water too wet. We've put it in and then it didn't work out. We had technical difficulties. It's like meant to be that yes. we do this promo and it's been built up and now we finally get to do it. I'm so freaking excited. Yay! Because Beach too sandy, water too wet is like a perfect melding for, I think, a date with Dateline listeners. Because yes. what they do is they do one-star reviews oh of random things in random cities and places. In one episode, it'll be like climbing gyms in Colorado Springs or bowling alleys in Philadelphia or adult video stores in Missouri. And then they read all the one-star reviews that they can find, which are ridiculous. They're Linda-ish. They are totally non sequiturs with life stories in them. They are the most random... These people have too much time on their hands and are leaving the most crazy one-star reviews. They are disgruntled about things. Sometimes they're just disgruntled about their lives. I would say all the time they're disgruntled about their lives. 100%. So we highly, highly recommend Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. We're so glad to finally do the promo swap. Check it out. Hi, I'm Alex Schieffer. And I'm Christine Schieffer. And we're siblings who host the comedy podcast Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. On our show, we do dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, a nude beach with too much nudity, or a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about it all. Each week, we cover a new topic, such as strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. We nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Check out Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, check them out, guys, for sure. Yay! Thank you, Beach 2, Sandy. I don't know what you're what you shorten it to. Thank you, Beach. Beach, beach 2? B2S. BTS. Beach T at BTS. Don't don't try to figure out the second part. <laughs> WTW. I love it. BTS WTW. Okay, that's good. That's good, right? B Roll Bonanza, we have that detective doing a lot of detective work in his three-piece suit. Well, we have him with headshots. 
He's got the, were you excited? We got headshots again. We haven't seen that in a minute. He does the walking down the hallway. The binder. The, the giant. huge I binder. Don't know, I don't know how you get binders that big. It's like a nine inch binder or something. It is. It's giant. I've never seen a binder that big. Yeah. Maybe on a movie set, you would get like binders like that for the script. Mm-hmm. People have like mm-hmm. huge binders, but it was massive and they're filled huge. with headshots. Headshots. Loved it. There's also one over shot from maybe a drone. I get obviously a drone over a highway intersection. An intersection of freeways connecting. I did not notice this. And it just hovers there for several seconds. They're not talking about, maybe it was when she went to Mexico. I don't know. It was weird, but I was fine with it. Whatever. It breaks it up a little. It's fine. So it was weird, but you're fine with it. It was weird, but I was fine with it. There we go. Yeah. That's all I have. What do you have? I have fashion police. Great. Multiple fashion polices. Okay. So my first fashion police is going to be my favorite detective Barnes. Ever because his silver suit, he's wearing like this light gray that I'm going to call silver with a lavender tie and lavender shirt combo that was impeccably done and looked tremendous on him and could look foolish on someone else. But on him, it looked dapper and great. And then we see him in this lavender shirt tie combo with just the vest sitting at his desk, flipping through the giant binder with the holster. And that's my favorite look. Just the vest, so jacket's off, jacket's on the chair, and he's got that arm, you know, the holster with the gun in it. That's a good detective look. If I got the holster and the badge on the necklace, that's it. That's the dream. No, that's the dream. That's the dream right there. Yeah. He was tremendous. And then Portlandia brother, I'm sorry, I kept calling him that because it's the combo of the handlebar mustache, the beard, and then with one point we get the cabbie hat. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then at another point, we had some him like walking, and it was a walk. And I was like, "Do you live in Seattle or Portland?" I wanted to ask him, "Where does he live? Berkeley?" <laughs> I let's just say yes. Okay, but I think those people, lumber sexual hipsters, have infiltrated every city now. Uh, yeah, and he was very nice, and he he seemed like very great guy. I liked his interview. Loved he him. Then we had some great people on this. Yeah. And then I had one more. The shirt. Love's shirt in the interrogation. Love's shirt was going down on my inappropriate t-shirt list because he decided, okay, did he get picked up for the interrogation? He got picked up, so he couldn't change his shirt. Okay. Because he's wearing a black t-shirt. It has the biggest marijuana leaf on it. It's like the almost the entire front of the shirt is a neon green marijuana leaf. It's the combo of the giant pot leaf with the pink blanket too, which Katie mentioned earlier, which is bright pink. It's like Pepto-Bismol pink. Pepto-Bismol pink. Barbie pink. Yeah. Barbie box pink. Bubblegum pink. Like Ralphie in Christmas Story when he's wearing that bunny suit. Bunny suit pink. Yeah. Why is he? Um, He wants to be a drug dealer, Katie. But he wants to be like a drug dealer. Yeah, I thought he wanted to be like a Scarface drug dealer, like a Johnny Depp drug dealer. Katie, you've got to walk before you can run. That's all I have to say about it. How many years have you been a drug dealer now? <laughs> I don't know, but didn't it sound like I totally It really did. I was, uh, I was leaving a dramatic pause too. Adam, if you could leave a dramatic pause, <laughs> that'd be great because Kimberly's having a change of life. 
not that kind, the, the different kind. Well, maybe he wants to deal the hard stuff, but he himself just partakes in cannabis. You're not supposed to do the hard stuff if you deal the hard stuff. I don't know. I, I That's only what I think. I don't actually know no, any hard No, they say don't dealers. get high on your own supply. Who says that, though? Drug dealers. In a movie. In a movie. That's the only drug dealers I Okay, know. so yeah, we don't know much. Okay, what, did you have any fashion police? No, you hit it all. Okay. Alternative theory, it's not really an alternative theory, but can law call me or police? I always, there are so many people that offer to give advice and then I forget what do you until need? right before we're recording. There's no way you can charge any of these four people for knowing about a murder and not coming forth to the police. That's just not a thing. And can that become a thing? Like a good, a good Samaritan's law or something? Do we think any of these people thought it was serious? I do. I really do. I don't think Brenda's a joker. What, what world do they live in, though? Maybe they live in a very different world where this thing is not that abnormal. Maybe. People are killing people and who knows? Yeah, maybe. But she's a dental hygienist. Not yet. She didn't make it through school. In the drug cartel, apparently. That's true. Maybe she was trying to become a dental hygienist to take the good stuff. Ooh, there we go. There we know. go. But that is kind of a slap in the face that then he's going to marry the dentist and he dumps the dental hygienist. That was pretty. And is it true that she helped him get through school? Because that's that thing that you always, the first wife that helps you get through medical school and you dump her for a younger model. That's a the first wives club thing that's shady. I guess. I don't know. I helped someone get through school and I still like them. Okay. I don't feel like I got dumped for a younger model. Just didn't work out. I feel like that's a bitter thing if you're a bitter person. She needs to move on. What if you, I think if you helped them get through medical school and then they cheated on you with their medical assistant secretary person. But that's not what happened here. What right. happened here is that they had a, what he thought was an amicable breakup that remained yes. friends, like a yes. good breakup. Uh-huh. And he moved on. Right. And she was like, well, we are eventually going to get back together. So that's all in her head. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's not the younger model doctor dating the secretary. No, that's not this. This is wacko. Yeah. Mm -mm, I don't like it. Oh, absolutely. Do we have any titles? I had a title. Okay. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you have? I did. Cocaine cowgirl. Oh, that's good. But it would be like a cocaine cowgirl. That's so good. And then I was playing around with lying pigs in a blanket. Ooh. A blanket of lies. Ooh. Titan of industry. Oh, my God. You did so many good ones. Look at you. Because of Titan the dog. Yeah, that's so good. And then my last one is 10 minutes to sunset, 18 minutes to guilty. Drop the mic. She did it. She did the hand <laughs> gesture. I get to do it. She did it. That was really I good. Get to do I it. almost don't want to read mine. Yours are so good. No, read yours. Yours are always better than mine. They're not, though. Yours are much better this time. You did good. That was good. I did good. I only had Neil needs a hug because it was true Aww. multiple times. And then I had love, hate, and a crystal clear plan. Love it. Because it was love. I love Brenda was it. the hate and mm-hmm. then Crystal. Okay. I, I need to go back really quick. I'm so sorry. I have one very important quote that we brushed over. Two very important quotes. Detective Barnes says, we were in the process of negotiating to start the paperwork. You hadn't started the paperwork yet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was a very like. Yeah. We had had several meetings about negotiating, about starting negotiating to maybe start the paperwork. 
next week in our next fiscal quarter. We hadn't actually opened the word doc yet. Okay, so, and then an important quote that happens in this episode that has got me in a tither. My favorite detective again said, there's no amount of makeup you can put on to cover up that monster. Well, then what is the point? (laughs) Why is Katie trying so hard? What has this all been about? (laughs) What are we even? If I can't cover this monster, (laughs) why am I trying? Detective Barnes has smashed my soul to smithereens. Just like that, Katie's YouTube subscriptions all get deleted. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to us. We're excited to have you for another year. We have some really cool plans for this year. Just we're going to change things up a little bit. It's going to be fun. So we'll always do Dateline. Don't worry. These episodes will stay the same. But this year's just going to be a fun year. Yeah, I'm ex- I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm super excited. You do know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about guests. Oh, guests. We might have some guests. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone who's stuck out 2020 with us and stick with us in 2021. Yeah, and to help us grow, remember to share, 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 share our posts and tell people about the show and leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That's the best way. And consider joining our Patreon community where we do a bonus episode every month and YouTube live chats and extra content like 90 Day Fiance recaps. Oh, boy. Lots of fun stuff. So... Thank you so much and continue to watch alone for the foreseeable future until Fauci says otherwise. There we go. I like that. Until we get the word from the Fauch. Yep. Fauch speaks. We listen. The Fauch, Dr. The Fauch. The Fauch made him sounds like the Fonz. And I would like to see a mashup of Fauch MD of Fauch in a leather jacket going a right. Great idea. I love it. And what if it said a vaccine? Would that be, uh-huh. <laughs> <That'd> be a <laughs> great idea? No, it would be wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of each other, everybody. Bye. Bye. In that movie, The Fugitive, he was innocent. So I guess sometimes fugitives. What do you think the percentage is? I think in the movies, of fugitives are innocent. But in real life, I think it's 1%. I feel like it's like 80%. 80% in the movies, 1% in real life. Does that seem fair? Yeah. I think that's fair. Maybe less than 1%. Point something percent. If you're running, it's because you have done something wrong. Usually, unless you're Ashley Judd or Harrison Ford. That's a movie. I know. (laughs) You can't use that. You had to use real life examples. Give a real life example of someone who ran that was innocent. McCafe. <laughs> if you want to hear more about that in our Patreon ad, The Fugitive Millionaire. Not ad in our episode. Yes. Our, our Patreon episode this last month was The Fugitive Millionaire. Was he guilty, Kimberly? Or will you not state on air? No, I'll fully state on air. I don't care if he will sue me. Okay. I think he's guilty, 100%. Okay. The only thing I would be worried that he would put a virus on my computer, even though my computer doesn't have McAfee virus software. Yeah, neither does mine. Katie's computer totally does. How is this possible? We have to talk <laughs> about this later. It makes me think your computer is so old. It's not that old. But it's you not that old. You remember when I bought I know, it. I know. So I know. now I'm just worried. Okay. It just <laughs> showed up here. Now what do I do? <laughs> How's that for a segue? Drop the mic. Really bad. (laughs) 
I see it. Like you had really good segues for yours and we're like, eh. <laughs> I'm going to put her at the end so she's stressed about time. And then I'm going <laughs> to do this weird crystal ball thing. <laughs> <laughs> 